This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello, and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I get the pleasure to speak with Andra Dedieu, and she's going to tell us how to say it way more eloquently than I did. Andra has this amazing energy and process that she supports individuals in integration work. So she's helping people integrate some really far out experiences like spiritual awakenings, mystical experiences, and insights from altered states of consciousness, alongside integrating the depths of the human experience, like depression, dark nights of the soul, shadow bits, and cut off aspects of self. Her work is experiential, process-based, embodied, systematic, transpersonal, somatic, and relational. And I'm sure she's going to like give us some good insights into what all of that means. <laughs> she works online one-on-one with people and holds online and group journeys. I'm so excited to spend some time with you. Thank you for joining us. Mm, thank you, Jamie. Happy to be here. Before every conversation, I always pull a card. And I was drawn to the dragon oracle today. So the card that came up is the air and water dragon. It's a really cool dragon. I mean, he's beautiful. It is really beautiful. What does it mean? His message is that these dragons are here to help us dissolve our veils of illusion and enable us to see from a higher perspective. They bring us inspiration and higher aspirations, and they remind us to trust our intuition, even when logic demands another course of action. Love How does it. that Does that resonate for you? Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that. Thank you for pulling a card, too. To do other stuff. All right. So let's dive right in. You are just like this beautiful, energetic transformation expert. So tell us a little bit more about you, and then we'll get into the work you do. Hmm, Sure. Um, A little bit about me. Well, initially, I came from yoga and meditation, and I did those from a very logical perspective. Um, because modern science and modern psychology were telling me that it's really beneficial for me. And I've been doing yoga now for um, over 15 years. I think I'm approaching 18 years now in my practice. And meditation, if I do the calculations, um, about 10 years as well. And then I had these basically mystical experiences that completely shifted my perspective on reality, um, my worldview. I was highly atheist and I I was a history major. (laughs) Um, So 
I shifted into being highly spiritual and letting that completely imbue my life, my relationships, my work in the world, um, my whole experience drastically changed. So these mystical experiences that you had, were they during your yoga practice? They were initially. Yoga, um, yeah, I was in India and I was staying at an ashram there for an extended period of time. And I noticed subtle changes happening slowly. Um, but the biggest changes started happening when I um, went back home, which at the time was Bangkok, Thailand. And I was just, I mean, like, I, it's difficult for me to put words to what my experience was. Um, but basically, I was in a blissed out state for about three months. Nothing could unnerve me. All of my egoic um, neuroses just simply slipped away. I was peaceful. Everybody was attracted to me. Literally, like um, just people off the street would want to be my friends or want to date me. Uh, I was teaching meditation at the time to children and children would literally sit on me, which was completely <laughs> new. Um, they couldn't be close enough to me. And then I started manipulating energy around spaces and I would touch people and, and they would heal and they wouldn't feel pain anymore. Um, and then I was like, whoa. <laughs> so anywho, to make a story short, that lasted for about three months. And then after that, there was another two years of solid integration where, um, where parts of the neuroses slowly started trickling back. So if you hadn't had to reemerge into human society, you probably mm. would have been able to maintain that complete bliss for far longer. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think if I had stayed in India, stayed in that ashram and maintained the practices that I was doing, didn't have any daily stresses of, of income and friendships and partnerships and and all of those stresses that we all have. Um, yeah, I think I could have definitely maintained that blissful state, but we're Westerners, right? Like we have to return back to reality. At least our present perception of reality, which seems yes. to be ever changing. Reframe. <laughs> yeah. Much appreciating that reframe. Definitely. Well, so that's fascinating that you know, you had that beautiful journey and really you've taken that and now you're assisting people with that process themselves, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, because while I was going through it, I felt so alone. And mm -hmm. even though I approached my meditation teacher at the time, she didn't really have any words of wisdom for me. She was just sort of like, well, uh, why don't you try to find a book and see what happens? <laughs> um, so basically, Thanks she was, for that. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, basically, she was just uninitiated in what is actually possible from um, deep spiritual practices um, and also the kind of states that some of us can, can touch into. Uh, so feeling so alone and like I was going crazy because then there were some really – you know, the far out experiences kind of continued after that. And because it was such a massive shift from how I lived my life previously, I needed for myself, for myself, excuse me, and also out of integrity to step into this work of integration and supporting and guiding others because 
not only have I lived it, um, but I realized just the 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 depth that it can it can take one and to the extent that it can shake people up. Um, so I would really like to support others where I didn't have that my that support myself. Yeah, that's so so true. The, the discontentment that you can feel after an experience like that is more than I would have expected. Like, it just seems unsettled, like in my experience. And we all know everyone has their own, so. Yeah, well, because we go to such heights and then to come back into the mundane is like, oh, what? <laughs> what? You yep. know, it's just the way that I my experience was like it was just sort of sand that I was trying to grasp and hold on to mm. but it was just it was just slipping through my fingers I couldn't I couldn't hold it because once I returned back to my day-to-day mundane I mean there was just so much pain in the world that I could yeah. I just had no boundaries to it anymore I could see it I could feel it everywhere I go like I would go on um this the like this train in Bangkok and and I would just want to start crying because I would look at the other people around yeah and and feel all of the emotions and energy coming off them the land the world the earth like all of it the earth exactly that was another big one for me yeah yeah um, because we go through heights and then we, we don't stay there, right? For me, the way that I see everything is cyclical and it comes and goes and there's continuous change and movement and impermanence. And maybe that's my Buddhist background. But, you know, once we go to these heights, we have to plummet into the lows just so that we can reach the heights in a different way, in a different form, in a different experience. And then life keeps going on and waves, ups and downs, right? Right. We're all essentially energy and energy is motion. Like there's, yeah. there's, there's no permanence. I like the term impermanence. That's a, that's great. I'm totally using that. Can I steal that? It's not mine. <laughs> Please do it. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Go ahead. So share a little bit about the journey that you go on with a client who is experiencing some of these challenges. Mm, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's very varied and unique. A lot of it first is coming into trust and safety. Um, a lot of people who've had these fired experiences don't necessarily feel safe to open up about them um, just off the bat. So a safe container is really, really important. Uh, and I do that through my therapy background now and also through like various body-based practices and somatic practices just to sort of disarmor the body so that people can settle in. Uh, so once safety has been established and there's a certain amount of rapport, then we can go into the experience and normalize it and um, bring some sort of understanding and conceptualize it around what happened and and I do that because I'm also like a highly intellectual person and like I'm doing a master's in consciousness studies so it, I'm very fluent in you know the academics of spiritual awakenings and mystical experiences so I want to normalize that this is something that is very like um 
what's the word that I want to use here? Uh, just it's real. <laughs> yeah. People go to these states. So let's normalize it. Let's make it okay. Um, and then after that, there's a process of integration. So whatever insight, whatever happened, how do those insights begin to be woven in into the life of the individual? Do relationships need to change? Do hobbies need to change? Do schedules need to change? Do diets need to change? Sleeping patterns, like all of these things, there's massive shifts that happen. And um, I, it's really important for me to provide a safe container so that people can really step into those shifts that they don't negate their experiences, but that those experiences are powerful and that they can actually have transformational impacts on the day-to-day -day life of the individual. That's beautiful. It sounds like a, a holistic approach to all the facets of a person's normal day-to-day -day that may need to shift. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Just so that we can become, I mean, my whole thing is just so that we become more grounded, kind individuals walking this earth, mm. um, that we aren't disembodied, but that we take our spiritual insights and our spiritual knowings into all facets of our life. I love that. I want to go back to something you touched on earlier that really lit up for me. And that's the idea of the academics of spiritual awakening. So tell me about this course or program that you're, it sounds like you're really entrenched in it at the moment. Uh, yeah, so my master's is in um, consciousness, spirituality, and transpersonal psychology, and it's research-based. Uh, so what that means is that we we don't only look at the theoretical part of spiritual experiences, but also like the actual, you know, qualitative, quantitative aspects of what it means to have mystical experiences. And the research in this area has just blown over in the last few decades, um, mostly from what's kind of happened with psychedelic research, like research into the benefits mm -hmm. of using psilocybin mushrooms and LSD and ayahuasca, et cetera, um, that it has that mystical experiences and spiritual states have huge transformational impact on the individual. Um, and then just the experience of them, like what is the actual qualitative experience of having a spiritual awakening or what is the actual qualitative experience of, um, of experiencing like bliss from meditation practice or what actually happens in our brain with, with our brain waves when we do enter into an expanded state and become more energetic beings. Um, or what happens with synchronicities, right? Like looking at synchronistic events that show us that there's this sort of underlying unseen reality that connects everything, right? The fact that I, you know, this is a powerful experience that I had a few years ago where I knew that my friend across the world was giving birth to her child. Um, and I knew that it was happening right then and there. <laughs> so like how did I how how could I have known that right like that's a powerful synchronicity of somehow me being connected to her right in this web that interweaves all so um does that answer your question I kind of went off a tangent there <laughs> yeah it's all fascinating I think it's just it's just so compelling to 
dive into the the research of people's experiences and, and synchronicity is uh, it just fascinates me so i'm thrilled that you brought that up um i've had some synchronistic experiences that have been met with awe and resistance from the people in my normal human world my son one time was at his dad's house 200 miles from us and I woke up in the middle of the night and woke my husband up and I said, Anthony's sick. And he said, Anthony's not here. And I was like, so what? He's sick. I know he's sick. I can like, <laughs> and he just couldn't understand it. So, I, and that the, it's kind of parallel to your experience with your friend having the baby. You just know you're tapped in, you're, you're aware. So I love that that's being studied. Yeah, there's a beautiful man in the UK called Rupert Sheldrake. He's um, he's done research on um, on uh, telecommunication, not telecommunication, um, foreshadowing who is going to call you before you actually like pick up the phone, and uh, and his and his basically like it's a thing. It happens more than what would be um, random occurrences that it's something that needs to be looked at even more deeply. And also that our connection to certain people, if there's more love, if there's more intimacy in that connection, that that in itself increases the possibility of us for knowing an event before it actually happens because we're so connected to it. So there's something there in the resonance of maybe the heart to heart or the loving connection um, that makes those 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 connections beyond space and time even more realistic, even more tangible. That I, I definitely feel like there's strong resonance in that idea that the deeper the connection, the the easier it is for you to have the connection across space and time effectively. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, it's really amazing stuff. Like once I was started looking at it, I was like, whoa, people are doing this sort of research. Like we actually know this, like, you know, cause coming from it, from a felt experience and then to actually see, oh, wow, there's academia that is actually looking at this from a very scientific, like research based and really looking at it critically, analytically, like just really like amazing minds looking at this stuff like oh wow yeah okay cool <laughs> it is it's fascinating and i i'm curious to see what more can be learned about it yeah me too well it sounds like you're right in the throes of it so that's super awesome i absolutely love it so i am curious to know how you found out about this master's program? Well, um, oh, that's a story. Um, <laughs> that's a story. Let's see. Where do I want to start with that one? Um, well, I was at a, um, I was going through this process called Inner Dance, um, and it was a week long retreat looking at um, ended states of consciousness where anything could happen. People can have spontaneous uh, physical healing, people can go through rebirth experiences, um, like just, it, people can have Kundalini experiences, etc. So what happened to me is I saw this, um, this pattern called the toroidal flow, or maybe some people call it the Taurus. 
and I had never seen it before. Um, and then for the rest of the 10 days, I kept interacting with this, with this primary energetic form of creation, basically. Um, and what it is, is that there's a spiral in the center um, that basically moves energy. So if we were to look at, uh, you know, the planet, basically, there would be a spiralic energy through the center of the earth, and then electromagnetic fields shooting the energy out from the bottom, allowing it to come back through the top and cycling it through at the same time that the energy is leaving the bottom going through the through the top energy is also leaving through the top um, and entering the bottom and everything is in constant flow and fluidity mm. sort of like an electromagnetic field so I, I had no idea that you know the Taurus existed or what it was or what it looked like and I and I saw it and I was like what what is this thing and um and the beautiful first facilitator um Serena was like well you know just stick with it and see what happens by the way it's called the Taurus and I was like okay (laughs) um all right um so basically for the rest of the 10 days this this energy uh which I see as sort of like the base of the of the web uh, that interconnects all is um it just taught me about itself and I see it as something that's that is intelligent and that it wants to be known and also it wants to be known through us as humans um so the Taurus threw me on a magical journey of trying to understand it and know it and reading all about it and just kept thinking like how did this come to me at that point in my journey mm-hmm. um so then I wanted to like I said, I'm a highly intellectual person, so I wanted to do research with it. And I looked at some schools in California around San Francisco, one of them being the Institute of Noetic Sciences, and seeing what I could do with it. But having no research basis, I was like, I can't really just do research on it. Like, what am I going to do? Um, so then I kept looking at other schools and then I finally landed on, on the program that I'm in now, which I just love because it blends psychology, which has always been a passion of mine, but for some reason I forgot for a decade or so. (laughs) And, um, and it blends spirituality, which is something that's innately part of my being now. And then it blends this consciousness aspect, which I see as like the Taurus and the toroidal flow. So it was just, it was absolutely perfect for me in the way that it dropped in. I love the the process of integrating all of those elements because so many people feel like they have to be intellectual or spiritual, but really it's a beautiful flow and harmony between all those elements. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. I really appreciate that. And that lands really well and your validation is felt <laughs> nicely. Um, I think it's necessary. We can't just be disembodied spiritual beings just far out, you know, hanging out with the angels. <laughs> but like, sure, like have those experiences and then also still be critical and analytical and bring those back into life and look at those intellectually, look at those, um, you know, experientially embodied um, and then ha- look at those also from a dissociated perspective of something that is beyond, you know, me, myself, and I in this physical form, just weaving all of these ways. And, and the word that you brought in a few minutes ago, like holistic, like, yes, definitely. Just looking at everything from a very multidimensional perspective that that it's, it's very intricate, it's very complex, um, and all of these different systems influence one another greatly. 
Absolutely. And I love that you're bringing attention to that because, but for this conversation with you, I would not have had awareness of this. So Mm -hmm. I thank you for that. And I'm sure our audience is excited to learn about it too. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, it's just an, a part of, of being, again, a little bit more grounded spiritual beings, right? That we do have this beautiful brain that has such an intellectual capacity that can do so much, understand so much, remember so much, problem solve. And then that we also have this intuitive capacity that's so great and wonderful and that we can use that as well. And then also the body, all the body's intelligence and how that interconnects. Like there's just, and also the beyond that there is this, mystical something right whether it be guides or however our language to explain it is that that also is part of reality too and that we're in an intricate dance of co-creating with it that we have all these bits of ourselves of intuition body and intellect and also that there is this mysterious force that also wants to weave itself in that's so insightful it feels like a lot of that capacity that we that you just explained has been really muted and we've abrogated so much of our power to being a victim or pushing down our emotions so we're just a stoic expression of a human without the connections to our intuition and to our emotional body and all of the things i am excited to be a part of it awakening and and the integration of all of those different pieces largely led by you (laughs) yeah right because then we can take the way that I would like to look at it is that then we can have a much more expanded perspective on the self that the self is not just our intuition that the self is not just the higher self right that the self is the higher self is the body is our intuition is our womb space is our heart is our intellect right is our family system is our community is our world and ultimately is our cosmos that it's not just me myself and i but it's it's much more expanded than that. That's kind of reassuring to give that perspective. We're not in this alone. And there's always more to learn. Definitely. Yes. Yes. So many yeses to that. We are not in this alone. Yeah. Amazing. Well, you really have a lot to share with the world. And I'm so honored that you took the time to give us this amazing insights about you and your studies and your process and your work in the world. Where can people find you to learn even more? Mm. Jamie, it's been such a pleasure sitting with you. You're so kind and and loving and just sitting here and just seeing your smile. This whole session has been an absolute pleasure. I can see how you you're a powerful light in everyone that you touch. Um, so I'm deeply appreciative of that. Um, thank you. And for myself, if people are more curious about me, you know, I have a website, <laughs> which is my complicated first and last name. <laughs> Probably change that, but it is as it is for now. Um, and that's www.andradedu.com. 
We'll include a link to that so you don't have to try and figure out how to spell it. <laughs> yeah, I was born in Romania, and <laughs> that's that. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you again for spending some time with us today, and thanks for tuning in. See you next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Peace and badass magic. Have you been hiding your intuition, your spiritual gifts? Are you ready to open that door without being overwhelmed or labeled crazy? Do you feel like there has to be something more to life? That you can't be the only one? The Mystics Academy is where you belong. Come home to a community of like-minded people who are learning to trust their intuition, connect to self, and access the power of their spirit. Learn more at themysticsacademy.com.